0: You can now hear Tech Actually on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly on your iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or Web OS device. The latest episode is always available for you. No syncing needed, no memory wasted. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com. Hello everybody and welcome to Tech Actually episode 106 for the 30th of October 2010 and for tomorrow, happy Halloween. <laughs> so I thought I'd throw that out there because we didn't do anything Halloween-y this year. Um, I completely forgot about it, to yeah. The truth, anyway. I'm David McVeigh, and I'm joined in studio by Josh Philpot. How are you, Josh?
1: I'm good as usual, dude. That's I good. am. I have had lots of sleep. I've had a coffee and a Red Bull. I am ready to roll.
0: <laughs> lots of sleep, coffee, and a Red Bull.
1: I know, right? I am dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking watch out! <laughs> All
0: right. So this is Tech, actually, the official Tech podcast of the Geek Actually Network, uh, which you can find at geekactually.com, uh, and we're. we're. We're going to start the show off this week, Josh, with a little bit of feedback and (laughs) follow-up. Now, first thing we're going to talk about now, uh, uh, Delta Knight is in our chat room, and I think it's uh, fair to say that uh, there's a lot of stories here from Delta Knight, and Delta Knight sent us so many links that we couldn't possibly use them all, and I do apologize, Delta, Um, but we did use a lot of them because they are really good, but both listener Geek Betty and listener Delta Knight both sent me exactly the same link. Oh. Um, and I thought, well, let's have a look at this because this link is coming through. In fact, I've already emailed Delta Knight to say that Geek Betty beat him to the punch this time because she actually got it in first. And I'm just going to say that in our continuing uh, uh, quest for the uh, signs of the robot apocalypse upon us, yes. uh, this came up. Um, oh,
1: God, not this thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, this thing came up. Uh, now, it's being dubbed the Angel of Death. <laughs> <laughs> because it's wearing a nurse's uniform and uh, from the article it sounds like they're developing it uh to be like uh, a patient assistant so uh, for patients in hospitals they can have company oh great i don't know if i'd want this as company but anyway i'm going to play the video here it's in, it's all in it's all in japanese so uh, we'll just play it quietly in the background um but this is the uh, angel of death now what you're seeing here is um they're training it basically Uh, And it's kind of spooky, it's all facial recognition The guy is actually staring into a camera as he's taking notes And anything he does in the camera, she's mimicking back to him But this thing is Creepy Creepy, spooky, scary And there is a link for this in the show notes for our audio listeners Um, They haven't quite got the voice down yet It still sounds like it's coming out of a loudspeaker But, uh Wow, it is really and and this, the little smile. If you, I've actually cut this video down; it goes a lot longer than this. But and I'm sure it's completely innocent. I'm sure it's just that the guy who's controlling it has like you know turned his head or something like that. But watch this last move on this video. It's almost like she's playing around with her eyebrows. Her eyebrows look really weird. Yeah, the guy's obviously furrowing his brow and he's checking his eyeballs. This little this little shifty eye move it does here is kind of freaky. Here it comes. Where's the little eyes? There, Those are shifty eyes. <laughs> I love the little shifty eyes. No, but here comes the move now. Watch closely. It's like he's distracted and she becomes self aware for a second. It's really
1: eerie. It's right about here. Yeah.
0: Yep. And watch the smile. <laughs> and how
1: animated does the face go at that moment? And that smile. Oh my God! <laughs>
0: oh my god that smile at the end is just creepy <laughs> it's like it's like he's looked away and she looks over and goes <laughs> no dude the bit that
1: freaks me out is the bit just before that where it like the the head flicks sideways and it just becomes like human yeah because all the
0: movement is kind of a little bit you know a little yeah, bit yeah. Jittery it's very jumpy. rusty and, and it's that very is ob- so smooth that last oh bit. Yeah. it's like Wow. So anyway, so now I was saying before the show, uh, when Salim was in the room, uh, Josh and Salim and I were talking. And I was saying, you take that robot, you apply the artificial skin that can feel sensation, and you've got the ultimate sex toy. No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> what I was saying, although that's you know, that's pretty true. Pretty, I've, I but I was saying that. you could put into that, uh, you could control them by a central computer with DARPA's new PAL system yeah that would be cl- that would be I'm, no, no, I'm, that would not be cl- i'm hating yeah no I'm, I'm hating, hating that, that. idea <laughs> all right well, if you thought that robot was a little bit creepy, Delta knight pointed us to this one, and I don't have video of this one this is just a picture and it's not a very good picture, but this is uh this uh, this robot is uh, known as the I think it's the Mohawk or something like that. Where is it? I'm I'm just going to find the uh, details on this for us. But basically, it was designed by this guy who's standing behind her to uh, kill wasp nests because, of course, it's impervious to wasps and so forth. Um, uh, so it's this, why does it need a Mohawk? Because uh, those Japanese are wacky people. What can I tell you, Professor Sekine of Utsunomiya uh, Tochigi. Uh, prefecture japan heard that his friend had been stung upwards of 90 times exterminating wasps he was inspired to act why not build a robot to do the job Uh, presumably he threw some old parts together that he had lying around Uh, why else would he build a humanoid robot with a mohawk Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and basically as they're saying in this article when you know a long hose and a spray bottle would have done the job the japanese build a wasp killing robot you know
1: what they may not i'm sorry dave but they may not be the world's most you know like realistic people when they're creating ideas but you know what that's just what they're obsessed with all right thinking outside of the box (laughs) (laughs) no they they don't even need a box man you know why because they'll build a robot to build them a box all right
0: so uh, my question is how big a step is it from killing wasps to killing humans uh, it's, my, <laughs> it's my next uh, question. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but now, uh, now the scariest story, I think, of the week is also from Delta Knight. And I want to say thank you very much, Delta, once again. Or, you know, I'm sick of saying sorry. Thank you. Thank you in advance for everything, Delta. Now, apparently, uh, the American um, ICBM complex uh, in America went down. Well, not all of it, but 50 ICBMs they lost contact with this week. And for
1: people that might not understand, what does that mean?
0: Well, this is the missile silos, you know, the nuclear missiles that are in the ground that can fire off at any time and and kill us all. Mm. Uh, These are all controlled by central computers and so forth. And for some reason, 50 of these silos, 50 of these ICBMs went offline. They couldn't find them And all. I'm sorry, but my first thought to all this was, is the PAL system in place yet? (laughs) Now, they have gotten control of them again. So we can relax. Now, why did they go down in the first place? They don't know. It says, it says in this article, cause of the failure remains unknown. And I have three letters that explain it. P. A L <laughs> Controlled by D-A-R-P-A. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I don't know uh, what caused them, but because they took humans out of the loop, if you remember in the old days they used to have people down in those silos uh, with the two keys and all that sort of nonsense. And they took all that out of the you know, out of the equation, and everything's controlled by central computers now, and all I can think is this is dangerous on all accounts. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Alright, so uh, that was our, uh, our moment brought to us by Delta Knight. Thank you. But uh, we also had an email that was sent to us by our listener, Tristan, who I've actually got the email here. Now, it's a very, 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 very long email, uh, but we will kind of paraphrase it a little bit. Uh, Tristan wrote in because of our N98 coverage uh, last week. And said that he just listened to our podcast about the N98. And I gotta say, I have an N97, and I wish I never bought the damn thing. Yeah. <clears throat> he says, I used to have Nokias all the time. A pair, uh, editorial here. Yes, so did I. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them right up until the old 8210. After that phone, I stopped buying them. I couldn't stand them anymore and decided to go LG. Well, braver man than me, I never went to the LG.
1: Yeah, no, me
0: neither. Anyway, LG at the time had some nice phones that worked really well, and I stuck with them right up until this year. I was talked into the N97 because I didn't have any interest in getting an iPhone. Well, there's your first problem right there. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm joking. Easy, son. Um, I wanted a phone with good memory. I could email and surf the web. The sales guy suggested the N97 and showed me... the. Showed me his one. I thought, yes, seems all right. Maybe Nokia has redeemed themselves. Boy, I was wrong. About two weeks after having it, I was sick of it. The Symbian operating system is a complete joke. It is slow and clunky as hell. And the Ovi store is this pathetic app store that never gets updated. The phone often freezes, plays up, and has the worst GUI ever. And this hasn't really changed that much.
1: GUI is graphic interface. Graphic user
0: interface. And hasn't really changed much to the N8, let me tell you. Um, I like the fact that you can have your own little widgets on the front, and they stay updated constantly, but often they don't work. And as I'm writing, this one uh, is just sitting there stay, saying, loading content. Now, whenever I played – when I played the interview of the N8, I thought, yep, Nokia has failed once again. How on earth did they come up with the idea that someone only buys a phone for the camera? Mm. This was our question. Um, have they asked what people want for a phone or have they just assumed people want the best camera phone possible? I mm. think they have gone with the latter because seriously, I don't know anyone who buys a phone because it can take great quality pictures. Mm. And he goes on and on and on. And then say he goes on with all these details about his phone. And it's a very long email. But I think it's a very valid point. And yeah. I think we'll stick with just that point right there, which is it feels to me like Nokia hasn't done any research. Yeah. And I don't know if, if you agree with that or not, but it just feels. No,
1: dude, I totally do. I mean, like, we both know that when we played with the device, um, when you went past the camera, everything else was frustrating, yes. right? They've added a few key features that have helped the unit, like things that would have made them one up on everyone else if they had actually focused on the system itself, as opposed to trying to create a good camera and then tacking things on the other side. That USB adaption is something that you and me both talked about. If you had a smartphone that can connect to USB, you're allowing something that no other phone can do. Mm -hmm. That's one of your selling points. Start there.
0: Quite frankly, if I had my iPhone with that camera and the USB connectivity, Mm. you'd have the ultimate phone as far as I'm concerned. There are some killer features on this phone. There's no doubt about it. But as an overall package, I can't get past the fact that it's still running an antiquated operating system. As far as smartphones are concerned, it's not very smart. Yeah. No, I and mean, that's the bottom not. line. And the written review, uh, I've been a bit delayed this week. The written review is still going up. I gave the phone back on Friday, um, which I'm, you know, not unhappy to see the phone go. But, mm. you know, I gave it back. But I did shoot a whole bunch of pictures. And i got to say, as far as the camera is concerned, the camera's not the issue here. Mm. Um, I took some photos. I went out on a photo shoot, as you know, on, on Thursday. And I took some shots. I was shooting with a, a Canon 40D, which is also a 12-megapixel camera. And I was shooting shots behind the scenes with the Nokia. Yeah. And we compared them, and there's very little difference in camera quality between yeah, these, yeah. I mean, except for the fact that the lens on the Nokia 40D is so much better. But the resolution-wise, they are sensational photographs. There's no denying this is a fantastic camera. But it's a very expensive camera Yeah. because who cares about the phone part of it? I guarantee
1: easy. I can get a camera that will do just as good for $300.
0: Probably. I wouldn't doubt
1: In it. fact, I imagine it will probably have a better lens, too.
0: Uh, Well, yeah, because it's only got that little – I mean, okay, it was Carl Zeiss, but it's still tiny. Hmm. Now, he also sent us, though, a link uh, in his email, and I thought we should talk about this because this is actually not just an Android issue. This has actually affected a few people, and I thought we would actually uh, show or demonstrate something here today, which is kind of scary. He sent a link that basically said, are we aware of the fact that Android phones are collecting people's data? Without their consent. Ooh, hello. Um, now, according to this, there are, it's not Android itself, but apps that mm. run on it. Some of those apps are gathering and collecting people's user data while they're doing it. Now, the, my first thought uh, about this whole story was, of course, that we had the same problem with the iPhone about six months ago, if you remember. Mm. And we've had the same problem just recently uh, with, uh, I, uh, with uh, Facebook. Wow, but 15
1: out of 30 apps chosen were guilty of sharing vital user information. Scary,
0: isn't it? Wow. Um, so basically what's happening is as you activate that app, your things like your location data and so forth is being recorded and sent back to the mothership, basically. <coughs> Excuse me. And so it's kind of scary. And then, then this was a big criticism over Facebook recently that just happened as well because a lot of the third-party apps in Facebook were found to be doing exactly the same thing. This is the hazard of when you run a free-for-all app store. Now, I'm not going to apologize for Apple's behavior with locking stuff up. We're going to talk about that a little later in the show. Oh,
1: yes.
0: Um, but you've got to admire at least what the concept behind that is, which is if you control... Uh, uh, what is going through your store, mm. you might be able to at least try and stop this kind of situation. In the case of Facebook, anybody can write a Facebook app. You never know what that Facebook app is doing behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's the same with Android. This is a free marketplace with no uh, no barrier to entry, basically. And so, of course, people are doing this sort of thing. And if you're going to work in the open source world, you're going to have to be ready to contend with open source kind of problems. Yeah. Um, so if you... <laughs> This is actually an issue that's uh, been raising up on a lot of tech shows at the moment, which is, are we a little bit oversensitive to privacy at this point? Um, I think it would be fair to say, Josh, and I think you'll agree with me, that if you're on the internet, your privacy's gone.
1: Well, look, um, I have just been talking with the chat room now, and um, uh, Callison's brought up a point which I both agree and disagree with. He's put in, um, int- information is value uh, is valuable, and I guess companies... Figure, so long as you don't notice, no harm is done. Now, everybody would immediately, a lot of people that listen to that will jump up and down and go, oh my God, how dare you? It's like, no, I disagree. It's the same sort of thing as when companies ask for your details over the counter, when you're returning something or something like that. Some of that details will be logged so that they know the areas people are doing things from, who's returning things, what people buy, what kind of things. Like You can understand why they do it for market research, but my only thing is that in a day and age where everything is like that, look at Facebook, right? Look at where Facebook's at now. Look at how much of that information's been shared. How many people have chosen the, I am in this current location button oh, that I you can that get. Yeah, yeah, you may, but most people don't, no, right? Exactly. But yeah. it's a choice, right? If you ask people, 90% of the time, no one cares because... I think the complete opposite. I think people are completely unaware of what privacy is. It's only computer nerds like us that get really upset because we came from a generation where when they were taking stuff, it wasn't cool.
0: Or if you're German, as the case might be. Because uh, Germans recently just, uh, you know, uh, for those who don't know, the Google Street View cars, uh, in Germany it is actually law uh, because they're so thingy about privacy. It's actually law that if you actually contact them and say, I don't want my house on Street View... They have to remove your house. Um, And so the statistic came out this week, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, and I may get this wrong, but I think it's something like one in five want their houses removed. And all I can sit there and go is, what possible privacy issue is there to seeing the front of your house? Yeah. You know, what, what are you going to be you doing? Or- Have you got plants growing on your front porch or something you don't want people to see? I mean, are you
1: well, running around your front yard naked?
0: I don't understand what the problem is. I can understand you know, this new satellite view they want to do, what they call backyard view, where yeah. they're taking satellite pictures and they can see what's going on in your backyard and stuff like yeah. that. That's a bit creepy. Mm. But seeing the front of your house, who cares?
1: It's not like people can pinpoint your house do- doing that. No,
0: they've already pinpointed your house because they've got the address. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and they
1: need that to be able to do anything All I else. can
0: say is, you know, you go along Street View and you see all these gaps between the houses. Are there people out there who actually go, wow, that's a lot of empty lots? They must yeah. know the houses belong there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's a, it kind of draws. I, I look at it this way. It draws more attention to your house, the fact that it's not there. Yeah. Than, it is, than if it's there. Anyway, I think it's very, very odd. Uh, the whole privacy issue, I think, has been way overblown. I gave up trying to be super private a long time ago. Oh, hello. My I God. Thi- I, <laughs> hey, somebody likes you. What no. is it? It's not a status symbol unless it rings. So... <laughs> Josh and I actually sit here and dial each other. Yes, so, no, just so that just so that we
1: seem important. Um.
0: <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, so yeah, look, if you're on the internet, your privacy is pretty much shot anyway, all right? All the tracking cookies that are following you around, every time you go to a site and it's asking you information, everything you do is tracking you in some way or another. So anyway... Let's move on from that and say that, uh, look, if you're worried about privacy, maybe Android's not the phone for you. But if you want to be locked down, maybe iPhone's the phone for you. And if you want something really slow, maybe the Nokia's for you. you know, <laughs> there are people out there who might like the slow pace of the Nokia. You know, life's going too fast. You know, Nokia slows them down a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe, I guess.
0: We also had an email from, and we haven't even got to the news yet. We're 20 minutes into the show. Uh, <laughs> we also got an email from Rogue Shire. And this is uh, the best we can do for Halloween uh, this year. Now, I actually stripped the sound from this because it was this really annoying music. So I'm just going to play it in the background here. Uh, this is a guy who has actually made, quite frankly, one of the coolest-ass Halloween costumes I've ever seen. Uh, it weighs uh, something like 75 pounds, I think. I'm just trying to bring the link up here. Hold on a second. Where's the link? It weighs, it's outrageously heavy uh because it actually incorporates a real TV okay and this is a guy who's actually made and uh, wait for it the puns are intended he made himself the Phone costume and Ugh. it looks a little bit like this all right and uh it actually incorporates a full touch <laughs> full screen not touch screen that's actually lying a little bit he actually has an iphone plugged into it yeah and so whatever he ha- whatever happens on the phone is being so obviously it's a jailbroken iphone to allow him the feed of the yeah, desktop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's got a working LED for the flash on the back. Uh, I think it's, from memory, I think the co- the costume weighs 75 pounds, I think. I'm like waiting
1: for Apple to burst into the room and screw him over.
0: Well, now, this is the curious part of this video. Look at the girl. Is she wearing a costume or is she actually an Apple employee?
1: No, she's an Apple employee. Dude, those are one of their work tags. Uh, that's what
0: I'm saying. But is she supposed to be, like, pretending to You can't
1: to be- take those things away, dude.
0: Yeah, but she may have mocked one up. Dude, computer, it's made of metal. Actually. So, if she's an actually an Apple employee, yeah. it makes me wonder. Will anyway, she, will she get in trouble for this? But it's a cool ass costume. He's done well. Must have cost. Well, maybe
1: maybe he works at Apple and he got approval. You know hmm. what? Either way, it's a fucking cool costume. It's a Let's cool costume. leave it at that.
0: Uh, yeah. So Dude, it weighs a lot. And all so I could time. think, all I could think about this costume was that, how long is he going to last at a party?
1: Uh, is that with drinking or without?
0: Well, either. 75 pounds of costume? Are you done with... Man, seriously, this video goes on forever. Oh, it does. It goes on forever. That's why I took the sound out. Because it has this pounding music behind it. Anyway, I took it all off. But anyway, so that's the costume. Happy Halloween, everybody. It is pretty cool. I don't know if I would invest that much money. No. In a Halloween costume. You'd have
1: to use it every year for like the next ten years
0: <laughs> to make it work. Apparently, this is his second one. Uh, last year he did one as well, but it wasn't very realistic. It actually had square corners, and it wasn't quite as refined. Is
1: that guy that obsessed with Apple that he's done this before? Uh,
0: apparently.
1: So what the uh, hell? Anyway. anyway,
0: well, you know, it's it's that time of the year. What can I tell you? All right. What if I was to tell you that the uh, NBN needs batteries?
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, according, <laughs> I think I'm going to need a bit more information. Okay, bit.
0: according to an article in the Australian, and once again, uh, Delta Knight brought me brought this to me. I actually had seen this already, kind of had glanced over it, and then he brought it up. So I thought, well, I better put it in. But according to uh, uh, this article in the Australian, it says that the 11 million phone subscribers who are actually currently on landlines right now to go to the NBN. There has to be a battery backup on the line in case there's a power failure, because at the moment, if there's a power failure, the phones aren't affected. But if there's a power failure once we go to the NBN, because it's all basically VoIP phones from that point onwards, we lose all landlines. So they're saying we're going to need battery backups. Now, the battery backups were not factored into the budget of the NBN. Because it w- when it was originally budgeted, it yeah. was kind of an optional thing. And now they're yeah. saying, for safety, we probably have to do it. They're now saying that the battery packs and all this sort of stuff may add an additional $150 million a year yeah. to this NBN network. Uh,
1: don't worry, man. We're sorted for that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're, we're cool. Um, Callison said he's got a bunch of AA batteries he's going to spare. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think, I think I can fork out maybe, you know, five or ten as well. I think this
0: is all mute anyway. Because um, in America, they're doing research at the moment on virus batteries. Have you seen this? They're actually developing a specific strain of virus that can carry a charge. And the idea is it is, Ebola? Because I don't really want no, a Ebola power apparently, har- apparently, it's a harmless virus. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the first thought so, I had so was
1: is what, So that's what people said about Skynet. When my, it my
0: first thought was, but viruses mutate and can become dangerous. They're saying that all this has been taken into account. Who knows? But apparently, this—if this works, these virus batteries, these yeah. these bio, bio batteries, uh, have incredibly long life, very very cheap to run, and can be are so small, can be woven into fabric and all sorts of stuff. So great, it's close to my skin. That sounds safe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and as uh, Delta Knight is pointing out, these are like UPS type batteries, so yeah. power failure batteries. Uh, so these are big units. Yeah, what happens
1: if your battery gets broken?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the virus gets out. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. We'll see. They're going to need the virus batteries to power the robots in the robot apocalypse. Though. Dude, that's
1: exactly what they're saying in the chat room, and I agree. It's like, seriously, so now we've got robots that can think, robots that look like humans, robots that can lie, robots that Powered can...
0: By Powered by biotechnology. Hey, Powered by biotechnology with viruses. The Matrix got it wrong there, didn't they? <laughs> they what? won't need us to power them.
1: No because they 'll probably use yeah no Don't <laughs> they 'll have
0: viruses they won 't be long
1: enough and they won 't be powerful enough
0: <laughs> fair enough we 'll see where that goes that 's all still in the early stages um, now, do you remember a few weeks ago, Josh, we talked about graphene
1: yeah,
0: graphene was this new material that uh, it's Uh, it's a hybrid uh, molecule where they actually found that it's so small and so strong that they'll be able to make CPUs out of it. They'll be Mm. able to build walls out of it and it's transparent and it's incredibly strong. It's like this new, it's like this new wonder thing. And it got me thinking as soon as I read this latest article, which is of course that uh, graphene will soon um, uh, equal computers. They'll be making all your chips and everything on this. Uh, Mm. Thank you Delta Knight for putting the link over. It just made me think that it's the new zinc oxide. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember that how we talk about zinc oxide, how it's the miracle thing and everything is controlled by zinc oxide. In fact, I think I have I think I have an old training video. Whether we know it or not, chemicals play an important and ever increasing role in our daily lives. One of the most widely used and oldest chemical compounds is zinc oxide. This policeman this farmer and this housewife don't realize it, but they all depend on zinc oxide in their daily life. But how do I use zinc oxide? If it weren't for zinc oxide, you wouldn't have that bar of soap. The dish towels you use every day. Your toaster. That brassiere you're wearing. Your kitchen sink. Those curtain rods. The your refrigerator. Christ. Metal hooks. The heat control on your stove. <laughs> the safety tank on your son's rifle. That fire extinguisher. <clears throat> the emergency brake on your car. What? All breaks.
1: <laughs> that blanket.
0: How <laughs> <All> about sin? <laughs> yes, sin. Oh my God! Your husband's pacemaker. Your artificial limb. What? <laughs> 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 Zinc oxide at work in our daily lives. Watch for science series number seven. Rebuilding your home. <laughs> All right. So I think, I think graphene is definitely going to be our new zinc oxide the way they're talking about it. So we'll wow. wait for the new training film. That was actually from the Kentucky Fried movie, if you haven't seen it, which is a 1970s sketch comedy movie directed by John Landis. And very funny stuff. The link... Um, is kind of not on the show notes because uh, the only version I could find online was in German, so, so uh, it's uh, kind of hard to find. But if you do, you can go out and rent Kentucky Fried Movie if you want to see that scene. Mm. Uh, but that is a very funny video. But I th- I really do think that graphene—the uh, way that they're talking about graphene in our chat room has already mentioned. It, transparent alum- aluminum from Star Trek IV. Mm. It's kind of graphene is kind of like that promise. It's not transparent aluminum, but it is transparent, and it's strong. And who's to say that we couldn't build walls out of it? At this point in time, it's only very, very microscopic. Mm -hmm. But I spoke to my wife about it, who is an electron microscope technician. Yeah. That's what she does. And she knew all about graphene already. And she was explaining the fact that the reason why it is so strong is it's only one molecule thick. Oh. So it literally is this incredibly strong material. Um, We might actually... At some stage, see if we can get some research from her and talk about graphene in more detail. For sure. Now, check this out. This is the most awesome thing I've ever seen. Now, there's no sound on this. This is just a visual. For our audio listeners, the link for this video is in our show notes. Uh, The mad scientists at DARPA are at it again. Uh, But no, I shouldn't say that because they are actually doing good stuff as well as their mad scientist stuff. And this is one of them. Somebody is in trouble. Do we take the plane? Or do we take the helicopter? Let's take both.
1: (laughs) Are you meaning that I could emulate being Batman?
0: Kind of. I think so.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Check out out this vehicle. Starts as a helicopter. So this is a computer mock-up. This is a design that they're playing around with. This is between Boeing and DARPA. They're working on this. Takes off vertically using helicopter rotors. Um, Once it gets into flight, the rotors... Wait for it. Wait for it. Retract, and oh, it goes. Okay. That is cool. And it goes into full flight as a jet. When it arrives at its target, because somebody needs to be picked up, we need a we need at this point a Black Hawk helicopter. No, we'll just bring out the rotors, and we'll hover into position and do our helicopter type work. This is a really really sweet device. Now, if they can actually make this work. I can see a whole new bunch of civil and military aircraft um, applications of this.
1: That is actually incredibly awesome. Like, that is just such a feat of design. If they can get that to work...
0: And the idea of the big spinning dish on top of it, well, I mean, we already have... um Recon planes yeah. that have large spinning dishes on top of it. There's no reason why that wouldn't work, you know? Yeah,
1: and it wouldn't be that much more expensive to create. It's and just it a matter that of. Is.
0: I think, just think that is so neat. And check uh-huh. out that video of, uh, if you're an audio listener. Just make sure you check out that video because it really is clever.
1: And I'm sure it'll be great for all that other stuff, but I imagine it's going to be even greater when they attach about 16 different guns to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's why I did add military Because <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine that this is, uh, because it's fast, because it's a jet. Yeah, um, laser miniguns and fat man rocket launchers <laughs> All right, um, because it's fast you can imagine this would be a great battlefield vehicle oh god because yes. they'll be able to send it in do all the things that the jets would do but then be able to drop out the rotors and pick up your troops Yeah. so amazing, amazing piece of hardware um, if they can make it work we'll see it all we'll comes see. down to if they can make it work uh, what else have we got here? We'll um, skip that story. We're running a little bit over. But we will talk about this one really quickly because you're a gamer and gamers need to always yep. talk about this. got games. a bit
1: to talk about on this <clears throat>
0: one. Now, this is a mock-up I'm about to show you in the chat room and the link to this is in the show notes. Okay, so please be aware that this is not real at this point. When, uh, it was, uh, when, when asked about this, Sony vehemently denied it. All right, so this is the mock-up here. This is, what you're looking at, is PlayStation phone. Okay. Now, basically, it's a PSP Go with a phone bolted onto it, mm. um, is effectively what it is. Now, uh, it is an uh, artist rendition. It is a mock-up. Sony has come out and said, no, 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 no. We have no plans for this at all. No plans for this at all. Blah, blah, blah. Now, history has shown us when companies uh, uh, deny something this vehemently, yeah. generally, it means that they're being caught with their pants down.
1: Well, like, I mean, Sony has denied things before. It denied the PS3, and it desi- it, re- it vehemently denied the, uh, the PS- PS3 Slim before that came out. So, look, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they've caught them with their pants down. I think the real embarrassment comes that they haven't had time to explain themselves um, with the whole recreation of the PSP thing.
0: Especially considering just last year we had that ad campaign come out where they were making fun of the iPhone as a gaming platform. Do you remember where they're saying, "If I want oh, yeah. a phone, I get myself a phone." You know, I want a gaming console. I will get myself a PSP Go yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And they made such fun of it. They had to turn around and actually release a gaming phone. Kind of,
1: yeah. Well, look, of Dave. Hypocrisy. I would show you all of them, but I can't really be bothered because when I say this, understand that I mean there is a list, and I do mean a list of these pictures we have seen before. And I'm just going to show you one, which which is some great one, which is uh, one that somebody made a little while ago, which is a giant picture. I can't really give you a great image of it, but we'll show the camera of a PSP that slides out from the sides. Now this was shown at the start of uh, the E3 um, 2010. This is one of about six that I saw. During that period so I don't, of time. So I'm trying to figure
0: out what it is. So
1: basically, there's the PSP screen, which was apparently going to be touch, and then the sides would slide out, and you had buttons oh, on. Oh, I see. And they had saying. two... Now, um, (laughs) all of these are really great pictures and well done to whoever the artist was that um, actually came up with this. You know, good on you. But um, the honest truth is I'm not willing to believe or deny it because I've seen so many of these things. Like even leading up to the Go, we had like four versions of the Go available online. People are really good at uh, making up designs for these Mm -hmm. things and good on them. Um, But I'm not going to say no, but I think the reason Uh, that Sony probably haven't announced this, or the reason that they're not saying that this is what they're going to go with, is it's probably... Remember we were talking about the fact that Sony were looking for a kind of halfway mark. I think that they don't want to get rid of the PSP, they just want to have something else as well. Add to the product line, yeah. Yeah, I don't actually think it's going to work. I think it's a terrible idea, because the whole thing is PSP need to do one thing before they go anywhere near all of this stuff, which is fix... Your current problem, which is the fact that the PSP needs to be more intuitive.
0: Yeah. yeah. Start okay. there
1: and work backwards. Like, the PSP now is far too big to play games on. It's just too huge. I can give somebody an iPhone, I can play games on Android, I've got the DS, which is smaller, lighter, and works better. It's like, you need. A complete reinvention of design before you start looking at this and reinvent your software as well because your freaking media go center is horrible, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm saying it could be possible, but I'm saying there are so many pictures out there. Uh, Nobody says items, they could but... be
0: denied because they don't want the PSP sales to slump if they could slump anymore. They
1: don't, you can't <clears throat> slump. Callison, how do you slump from zero? Exactly, you can't slump from zero if you can't subtract yeah. or you can't actually, you know, divide by. I
0: remember, I actually remember when the first PSP came out, um, going back a few years now, and I remember thinking, I coveted one so much, it was such a nice device, I really Mm. liked the feel of it, I had weight behind it, it just felt really good, but it's dated really quickly, uh, in the sense of where all this other hardware is gone, Mm. and it's like Sony hasn't bothered to keep up with it at all. No. um, That's kind of Sony's modus operandi, isn't it? They come out with stuff and then they just don't keep up with it, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, the the um the thing that really sucks is that they've tried to move away from their UMD creation, which Sony really needs to get one thing into their head. If you're going to create a format, right? You have to make it available to everyone. Mm. Because if you don't, it won't sell, right? Digital media works, but iTunes didn't take off because they went, well, we're only taking this amount of music and we're only taking these kind of people. No, you've got to open up and go global and you have to let people use it. Um, Mini discs, perfect example. Great media format could have taken off during that era, but so hard to find because yeah. Sony just <clears throat> was so stringent with it. UMDs, universal. First word in the device's (laughs) name. No one was allowed to use it. There were no media players that could do it.
0: With their whole whole proprietary memory stick. While everybody was doing SD cards or flash memory, compact flash memory. They had to have their own memory stick. Exactly. Which was a completely proprietary system that only worked with Sony.
1: And was overly priced. And
0: was overly priced. Yeah, absolutely.
1: No, and this is exactly what happens. You get that whole kind of like gap in time where people just don't carefully monitor this sort of stuff and it just falls apart in their hands and this is exactly why the go is failing so badly because you can't make a system work until you sit there and go shit our media center isn't working because we've got 12 albums available to buy Mm. and 15 games no, a little I mean, bit like
0: the Zoom store. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? I yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We all know it's true,
1: though. You don't have to hide. Um, but that's the whole thing. When you're creating a device now, don't start your own system. You have to work with the people that are out there. You want to get your device to work. Start doing things like hook up Facebook, hook up Twitter, hook up – like give people a reason mm-hmm. to use this. The world is about connecting everything into one device, my iPad, my iPhone. Right? Um, Android phones, all this sort of stuff, have the ability to connect your entire life into a device. We're all about complete coverage now. Every computer I have at home is connected to everything I need. Mm. Every device I have, every phone, every small media player, everything, all has connectivity to everything else in my house. That's how people want the world now. Everybody wants simplicity. And PSP is failing entirely because they've completely refused to do anything outside Sony's world. Yeah, I agree. This is why you're going to fail.
0: This is why they're going to fail. Absolutely, that's my rant. So, so, and it's you know just getting back to what Sony was. I mean, when you look at Sony going back to the '70s, the '80s, even into the '90s, yeah, this was the company that was untouchable. This was a company that was ahead of the game. They were the ones who brought out the Walkman, the Discman. They were the yeah. ones who brought out the best stereo systems, the best. You know, they were their phones were really good. They, you know, they, they just had this amazing. Their cameras were terrific. Yeah. Um, and let's not let's not fail to mention PlayStation. You know, I mean, PlayStation changed the gaming market. Exactly. It changed the entire landscape of the gaming market.
1: And you know? came out of left field and blew everyone away. Absolutely. No one saw it coming because we were all waiting for Sega. And Nintendo. Nintendo to hit the hit the disc market, mm-hmm. and PlayStation just left fielded everyone, um, signed a patent for um, their technology, accumulated this company, and just boom went out from nowhere and took over the world. I agree entirely, Dave, and This is my whole problem with their system. Is Do you know what
0: the start of this whole downfall was though? And this is going to sound controversial because I but I remember working. I was working in uh, rental. Uh, Mm. Video and gaming Because we rented games as well It was right around the time the PlayStation 2 came out Yeah PlayStation 2 hit And yes there was no denying That it was a great console It had great you know, graphics And everything else But they released no product for it Yeah It came out and it's like Here it is It's backwards compatible To the old PlayStation you know? Yeah And so people were playing The older games Because they literally launched With like four titles Was this on which one? PlayStation 2
1: no, but play, it's interesting, though, because um, PlayStation 2 had one thing that still kept them ahead of the game, and whether or not it was just a lucky feat, and it was just something they put in that they shouldn't... The fact that the PlayStation 2 had a DVD drive was just the selling point. That True. Was, and like, every geek waited and stayed away from a DVD player to get that device.
0: But you've got to think that at the time the PlayStation 2 came out, we were starting to get to the sub-$500 DVD players mm. at that point. It's so weird talking about DVD players being that right. expensive. But we were starting... That was the Christmas yeah. that we were hitting the sub-$500 DVD players. Mm. And PlayStation 2 was still... How much was it? It was $700, yeah. $800? No, no.
1: But, like, I mean, it had all of the features that you needed in this sort of stuff. The first PlayStation 2s and, from then on, had an optical out. Things like this sold them as a device because they were really powerful DVD player at the time. At the time.
0: But, if you remember... Not all DVDs could play in it because they actually started to put little stickers on the front of DVDs that no, came out saying PlayStation Two compatible.
1: To d- completely disagree with that, I've never on my PlayStation Two had a single problem with a DVD. I can tell
0: you right now that uh, um, "Long Kiss Goodnight" would not play
1: on PlayStation Two. I can actually disagree with that. the you.
0: re-release. Did not the original release? Again, at the you time, know? maybe that was yeah.
1: that was a regioning thing, but that was a regioning problem anyway. Because at that time, we were getting region discs from other countries. Hmm. So at that time, I had a lot of. Problems it was a with bizarre
0: it. thing because I remember that they started to have to specify which ones would actually be PlayStation Two compatible, because That's, there was an issue with several of the earliest, particularly Roadshow.
1: Yes, but I know that um, uh, by I think the second generation, it's one of those things hmm. where it was like you know it was fixed with patches. I'm just and saying stuff it wasn't like a
0: perfect thing. Uh, what, we've got a beautiful comment in here though, which I've got to bring up really quickly, where it says. Callison says, "I think Sony's problem is one of arrogance, which I absolutely agree with." Absolutely, um, and, the and-
1: comment—the <laughs> comment among gamers that sticks with us is actually a um, Control Alt Delete comic. Uh, mm-hmm. which basically had, say, um, had a guy from Sony basically saying, this was during the wonderful period where they said the PlayStation 3 didn't need networking co- capabilities because no one plays on the internet. That was an actual statement from a man who no longer works there. Um, but basically, yeah. there became this comment called Fuck Pants, which was basically <laughs> that Sony were so powerful, they didn't need pants. Um, and it's a joke which I will never let go of because Sony has never let go of that mentality. It's like, we know what you want.
0: My God, it's sounding a little bit like another company that's yeah. really big right about now yeah
1: yeah but you see the difference that starts with that company with an company, A and
0: ends with an E you know? <laughs> but you see the
1: difference with that company is at least they sell a quality product that is connected to everything yeah. and we come back to that point it's like they may have failed in one aspect which is the fact that they you know um, they are so incredibly one, one way driven right? two
0: words control freak
1: exactly look right, they're uh, control freaks and yeah. we know Steve Jobs is a control freak but the difference is they're smart enough to know that the world is different from how it was 10 years ago. Sony needs to learn that, otherwise, it will fail mm-hmm. as a company.
0: Fair enough. Well, talking about another company that seems to be uh, uh, not as powerhouse as it used to be. <laughs> um, it's still, no, look, I shouldn't say that because they just had their earnings call for this quarter and they made $17 billion. Something like mm. that. They're nowhere near going anywhere, but that's Microsoft. But we're not actually talking about Microsoft itself, we're talking about its founder, Bill Gates. But we're actually not even talking about its founder, Bill Gates. We're talking about his wife. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but apparently Melinda Gates at one point really wanted an iPhone. And she was denied the iPhone. Bill Gates basically said, no, he will not have Apple product in his house. Right? It was just like this absolute blanket rule. Right? Well, now, apparently, there's been a little bit of uh, what goes around comes around because her children are now being denied any Apple product. And there was an article in um, Gizmodo uh, that basically says, uh, this is an interview with her, and there's a couple of choice quotes in here, things like um, uh, they asked her, do you own an iPod, which is made by Apple? And she says, no, I have a Zune. I feel sorry for
1: her. Uh, Beautiful screen, though.
0: What if one of your children, absolutely. It says, what if one of your children says, mom, I have to have an iPod? She says, I have gotten that argument. I say, you may have a Zune. Isn't that subject to child abuse? (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, Uh, it says, do you have an iPad? Of course not, is her answer. Yeah. Of course not. Not even no, but of course not. Uh, Is it true that Bill works uh, on an Apple laptop? And she says, false. Nothing crosses the threshold of our doorstep. Hmm. Nothing crosses the... Th- oh, the, wow.
1: That's, that's powerful stuff. And that's,
0: then, last one was... Uh, another choice quote was, isn't there room in this world for both Apple and Microsoft? And she says, Microsoft certainly makes products for the Macintosh. Go talk to Bill.
1: No, but, like, that's fair enough. Dude, this isn't her life. She's not necessarily involved in having to, you know, sort of, like, specify that sort of stuff. She's just... She's Bill's wife, dude.
0: But, dude, these are just products. It's not, like... You know, you look at it and go, you have to admire a good product whether it's not your product or not. And this is where this whole rivalry between Apple and Microsoft is ludicrously out of control Mm. because you sit there and go, who cares? I mean, you know, are we saying that an Apple employee cannot own a Windows Phone 7 phone or a Windows laptop or a Windows PC in their house? Or, you know, are they not allowed to own anything but an Apple product? You know, is, an, yeah. is a Microsoft employee not allowed to own an iPhone just because they work for Microsoft? That's an
1: interesting question. I would love to find out about that. Calisynth in the chat room has actually said, um, do you think, uh, well, I, I'll go. No, no, I'm going to say
0: absolutely not to Delta Knight's question if you want to yeah. read that one out. Yeah. Uh, because, because
1: it is Steve Jobs. So you want to finish the question? No, sorry, no.
0: Callisynth, you're right. It's Callisynth.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. But um, uh, for people on the audio oh, show, yeah, yeah, uh, the um, the question was: uh, Is there Win Seven or a Zoom in D- Steve Jobs' house? No.
0: Not a chance.
1: Do you think secretly, though, maybe hidden in a cupboard, just so you can stare at it and fume? He seems like a fumer. You know what? I'm I will saying. make you a bet yeah. that
0: around the uh, around the uh, Apple campus in Cupertino, there are many Windows machines. Yeah. Because. Any good business will want to keep their eye on what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they'll, want to, they'll probably own Zooms and so forth because they want to see what the competition is doing, even if it's just to laugh at it and say, ha, 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 ours is better. Yeah. You know? That's not the issue. But I'll make you a bet that they do have them. I'm not talking about in business. Though, I'm talking about in personal. Mm. I'm talking about in your personal life.
1: Yeah.
0: There is no reason why Bill Gates couldn't own an iPad. They haven't got a competing product.
1: Yeah. No, look, I agree.
0: You know, I think it's, this is where I think this this rivalry is just unfounded and silly, you know? It's like, and you know, quite frankly, from all accounts of what we've seen, the Windows Phone 7 looks like a very nice phone. Yeah. And if an Apple employee wanted to carry one of those as opposed to an Apple phone, for whatever reason that might be, Hmm. he shouldn't be restricted.
1: I don't think you should be restricted, but um, like, there is a small part of me that thinks, as imagining myself as a higher employee in one of these companies, you can kind of see why you wouldn't want somebody on the shop floor carrying around a Windows Phone 7.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, as I say, personal life. I can understand completely. They won't be then. I can understand completely. We
1: are PCs in our house. I don't think Shane's employees. How long until the
0: Apple police come to your house and tell you you're not allowed to have? I'll be waiting with a shotgun. All right. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Let's move on. Let's go on to our topic of the week. Very quickly, it's a very short one this week. It's just that Josh came upon a piece of software in the the App Store, (laughs) called me up and said, "You've got to get this," but it was gone. It
1: was gone. I actually went onto the store when I found out about it. Was I was going to gift it to you because I was like, "This is just so cool. Dave has to have this." And I went looking, and um, basically, what happened? Do you want me to do the explanation? So
0: I'm just ch- chat room. All I I just caught this one line. I'm just trying to back check it back check it really quickly to see where it comes from, Delta Knight. He says, dude, what the fuck are you and your wife doing? I'm trying to figure out what it is he's referring to. Uh,
1: Oh, it's the message up above it where it says they might be stripped and flogged on the spots. And Aiden said it sounds like a Friday Uh night.
0: Okay, good. All right, you have my focus again. (laughs) Sorry, Chad, don't do that to me. (laughs) You put lots of question marks. You're going to draw my eye to it. (laughs)
1: Uh, All right, um, so I
0: have a picture here. You want me to show the picture? Yes. Okay, here's the picture. This is a program called
1: DOSBox for the iPhone, uh, the iPad. Now, anyone that was uh, lucky enough to be on at the right time may have actually bought this app. Now, I looked at it the first time when I saw it on the App Store. I looked at it. I read what it could do. I looked at the pictures and I went, I don't trust it. And I just left, right? But it was that night I actually went back into the store and went, if this actually works, because it was like 20 i I'm like, I'm so there. So I went on and I actually grabbed IDOS, which was a program for the actual... I
0: want this program.
1: Now, here's where it got funny, because I turned it on and I pressed the button and it went to C colon and I went, my God, how does this work? So I went in and I looked at the apps and it worked the exact same way you would expect it to, which is that it had a directory called games, which it had thrown like a two, you know, copyright past games into the directory. And then it had files. Now I noticed you can't actually add folders and you can't add files into a folder but you can actually put the actual um, products into the main screen and then interact with them just the exact same way you should so if you look at um, the actual screen which is impossible to see you've got your little keypad down the bottom that runs is that across. actually an
0: active keypad?
1: That's an actual active keypad. Oh, you can tap that. it.
0: I want that skin for the normal keypad. <laughs> um,
1: it's actually really kind of annoying. I would actually oh, okay. avoid it. But um, you've also got your left right up and down on one side. And then you've actually got the actual screen, the black part is actually touch. So you can oh. actually use it as a mouse. And then there's a left and right click on the side. Now you can see, if you look really closely up in the corner, you can see the little colon backslash. Now, uh, where it started to get amazing to me was when I started to play with this. Because at first I started loading some programs in and then used the DOS code that I know to put them into the games directory to run a few games. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Then I grabbed a zip file and chucked it in. And they've actually put the zip and unzip commands into the device so you can actually pull open devices you can make directories you can put files in and i started going how far does this go so i tested some dos 4gw how stuff down the rabbit hole <laughs> exactly i tested some dos 4gw stuff now for people that don't know what that is dos 4gw was a, a was an expansion of dos which allowed you to run much more complicated programs these worked And I was like, okay, this gets crazy. So I went to work and came back, and this is where we came to the point where me and Dave couldn't, uh, unfortunately get the copy. So I went online and went, dude, what the fuck? I found out an amazing fact. People had realized that this worked so well, they installed Windows onto an iPad. It may have only been Windows 3.1, but... It was actually Yeah, hey, I
0: used to love three point one one. So um
1: look, I mean the DOS command uh works amazingly. The interface itself uh is perfect. There is no um there is no features miss- missing from DOS. It actually has um he DOS-
0: says rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> um it actually
1: it actually has um the uh, whole script for DOSKEY, which was I'm not sure if you've ever yeah. used that before DOSKEY was something you could run when you started up a DOS machine which would save your old commands so yeah. that you could bring them back and stuff like the that most
0: handy thing in DOS exactly
1: so basically I found out that this entire technology is the DOS box technology now well actually
0: I, I did a little bit of research I found out it is actually DOS box it right? is
1: so. it's exactly DOSBox. box in fact if you're looking really carefully when it loads up in that black screen you can see the DOS box symbol for a quarter of a second yeah. when it pops up but um yeah so uh I played around with it for ages um the OS works perfectly um the, there is no failure to the system It's never crashed on me It's never um, run badly I have actually found it does have limitations We installed Doom's shareware version And tried to run that It cannot run that It will load the main screen But when you get into the game it it's a just a floating point issue Exactly <clears throat> Well I think it's also resources based Because you can see it It's struggling yeah, to load Yeah but Doom used
0: to run on machines That had much lower specs than the iPad But I don't know what the iPad's no, no, floating no, but point exactly. is Exactly And
1: you've got to remember that It's, it's an emulation of a DOS system right. It's a system running a system So that's where it... Fa- However, I did manage to get something else working. I'm going to turn the sound up there so that people can hear it. Uh, I got um, Wolfenstein 3D running on my iPad, so um, I am actually quite quite happy. God, I love that music. <laughs> um, yes, all all sound blaster intact. Um, but yes, no, so the actual system... Su- yeah, so the actual system works perfectly. You can move around. Here it comes.
0: Ah, oh, look at that! That is awesome.
1: Can't see well we I'm gonna die! Alright, but anyway, you get the general point. Um, so yeah, no, the device is amazing. We ran a whole bunch of uh, games... Uh, we ran uh, Commander Keen 1. I also have Commander Keen 4 running stably on it. Um, I have also run uh, Crystal Caves. Um, it, it is an amazing, amazing i the saying that's so awesome. <laughs> I know, it is, uh, it's such a brilliant so app. So we all
0: have to keep our eyes open to see if this thing returns.
1: Well, up. look, the other reason, Dave, and this is one thing that I wanted to talk about that I think may have been their downfall, Um, and I think this is one of the reasons that Apple may have been able to pull them, kind of like a lawyer's thing where they found a loophole to pull them off because the actual device itself, there's no necessary reason to do it. I was actually talking with a friend of mine about this who was saying, well, it's obvious because it can run Windows. That's the problem. I'm saying, yeah, that's fine. But Windows 3.1 has no feature that you can't do standardly no, on the No, that wouldn't iPad. be an
0: issue anyway. That's not that's not the issue. I think the issue has got to be copyright in some way. It's got to be... Well, it could
1: be copyright, um, and that's fine. Uh, but again, that comes down to the individual person. Like, I'm not sure if you can actually call that card. Yeah, but
0: from memory, I'm trying to remember, when they put the Commodore C- the C64 emulator up, yeah. it was pulled from No, well. but
1: they were selling... Copyright. They were selling games. You can't install anything onto that program that you don't buy through no, that store. No, when it
0: originally came out, they pulled it from release, and then they re-released it and they got approved with well, we those paid for games. So what I'm thinking is, Apple obviously went, the only thing this could be used for is illegal software.
1: I actually completely vehemently disagree with that, Dave, because everything I have on iDOS right now are shareware versions of games.
0: No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the C64 emulator. Yeah, yeah, so, I know, but that's so, what I'm saying. I'm th- I don't I'm understand how... Why. I don't know why this has been pulled. Exactly. This has no right to unless be Unless there has been no official, uh, official uh, agreement between DOSBox.
1: Now, that's an interesting call, but where it starts to get really interesting is there is a switch at the bottom. If you turn it into portrait mode, there is a switch you can flick on the bottom, which is not active yet. When you actually flick it, it will actually go... um, When you flick it across, it will say, not currently supported, wait for updates. But there is a switch you can flick, which says, plug in USB joystick or keyboard. Now, that makes me so fucking happy. If that happens, yeah i am that could also
0: be a factor yeah exactly (laughs) i am that's
1: that's what i was saying i think that's the reason that i think it's been pulled because that there is a kind of thing look if they remove that fine but if they can get that if this gets back onto the iphone store and works with that device i will be so happy
0: i want that and the other thing i really want on the app store which they haven't released yet is i want a Mame emulator
1: dave i'm not sure if you've realized this but a DOSBox system could run a MAME emulator. That's
0: true, but then you'd be running an emulator within an emulator. I want a dedicated MAME.
1: Yes. App. Well. Um, now, how I...
0: cool would that be? Now, Dave. <laughs> and and I of think... course, you know the only reason I want that is because I want to play fucking Rasta and Sock. <laughs> Now I will also
1: I will also quickly add for everybody in the chat room that there is no point in waiting for that device because that will never happen.
0: No, because meme in itself is um,
1: uh, legal concept. Yes. No.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and and ninety nine percent of the ROMs are actually copyright held. So, um, <laughs> but you know what? I, I can dream. You can. You can dream. Dream Dream away. All right. So I thought this would just bring us into a very quick conversation. We're actually running a little over, so we're not going to be able to talk about this as long as I wanted to. But it just raised a very interesting point about iDOS, which was, of course, that Apple has pulled stuff in the past. And we talked about the C64 emulator, which did show up again. So good. Uh, Google Voice is probably one of the most famous examples of the last year. Uh, Just in the last uh, 12 months, we had that big purge out where they pulled out all of the Wi-Fi sniffers. And they also did that purge, uh, purge where they pulled out all the stuff that they considered "quote unquote" adult material. Remember, yeah. which turned out it was all harmless shit anyway. But Apple does these purges. So the question is, well, no, actually, the point I want to make the one of the things that you were afraid of mm. was that if you plugged your iPad in, would DOS would IDOS disappear? Yeah. And so far, and this is one of the things I was talking to you about on the phone, so far we have not yet seen Apple reach into any of our machines. Mm. They have not, and I'm not saying that they don't have the ability to, I'm sure they do. But I think that Kindle uh, controversy 12 months ago, where they reached in and pulled that copy of 1984 out of people's Kindles, really stung a lot of people. And Apple has not to their credit, has not, to this point, actually gone through and deleted something that they have removed. So here's a very handy lesson for you. If you have something that has been pulled from the App Store, hold onto it and guard it with your life because um, you won't be able to get it again. Uh, An example of this is actually something that was pulled from the App Store, not by Apple, to their credit, Mm -hmm. was I use a a library management program on my Mac for Mm -hmm. my DVDs because I have so many of them called Delicious Library. Mm-hmm. And Will Shipley, who writes that, wrote an iPhone app to manage so you could basically sync your library onto your iPhone. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Let me just tell you, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Literally weeks after it got launched, it was removed from the iTunes store. And that was not actually because of Apple. Will Shipley himself actually removed it from the iTunes store. Wow. Because Amazon jumped down his throat and basically said, you are breaching our terms of service Because one of the things that Delicious Monster does is draws its information from the Amazon store. Mm. Amazon Terms and Service actually does say you're not allowed to use it on mobile devices, and therefore he had to remove the app. He's still Mm. trying to get it back on again. But I still have the app. Yeah, And I still use it religiously, um, and there's so many people who didn't get a chance to get that app. And so this is a good lesson where you sit there and go, those people who sit there and download stuff and then just delete them out of their iTunes, I hold on to everything. I have so much junk in my iTunes because you just never know yeah. um, is really the case. And they haven't gone in and actually taken anything out. Um, but I really want IDOS. I want them to release it. And if nothing else, I'd like to know why. So the, I
1: don't think we'll ever get it. It's like a question we'll never
0: get the answer to because Apple never explains themselves. But I'd like to know why it was taken off. Now, I will say that we're not the only ones to talk about this. Um, I was listening to MacBreak Weekly this year, and Andy Anako actually talked about it briefly, and it was really amazing because uh, he was talking about it, saying this was going to be his pick of the week, and it literally got removed while they were doing the show. Wow. So he was like, well, well forget that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. But, yeah, even the question there, and, like, at the bottom of this Gizmodo article that was sent to us by uh, Delta uh, it actually says only available in the U.S. No, it's not. It's not available anywhere. It's no. off the shop, yeah. apparently. So yeah, no, it's, it's been removed. Um, question is, will it stay removed? We don't know.
1: Okay, here's some updates for uh, things that you can run on, this, uh, on the actual IDOS system. There is Freddy Farkas, which is an old um, point-and-click game. Um, I have someone running a copy of uh, Warcraft 2. Uh, Warcraft 2 is running on uh, the DOSBox signal and it's gone. (laughs) It's literally got updates as they go through. Um, Yeah, no. Oh, that's really, really upsetting. Oh, well. Um, Tony says
0: Do they have Leisure Suit Larry?
1: It would work. It would work. It would absolutely work. There's no reason you couldn't run that. That's actually a lot older than some of the games I've played on. I used to play
0: that on an old green screen XT, IBM. It'll work. There's no problem there at all. Mm. All right, let's talk about our apps of the week. All right. You start (laughs) there. We need we need an app of the week theme, don't we? I've just got to find my um, my list here. I actually am going to recommend two apps. I'm going to recommend, first of all, an iPad app, and it's one I only discovered yesterday, and I fell in love with it. Uh, Anyone who knows me knows that I love real-time strategy. I love uh, Warcraft 1 and 2. I love the Command & Conquer games. I loved, um, what was that, Star Wars? Star Wars Galactic Empires. Um, Yeah. Personal favorite of mine. Um, Yeah, so I'm a big real-time strategy guy. I like them. Unfortunately... One of the first purchases I made on my iPad was Command and Conquer, Red Alert. And I was very, I love the
1: unfortunately. Well, I was
0: very disappointed because I loaded it up and I thought, Oh, this is gonna be awesome and it just didn't play very well. And I just thought, this is really disappointing. And so I've been kind of hesitant to download real-time strategy games on the iPad. And there's been a couple I've looked at. I've looked at Settlers. um, And um, there is an iPod one that I really like called Lost Empires. But it hasn't been brought to the iPad yet. I could play it in big mode, but it doesn't look as good. Um, (laughs) But last night I came across a game called Land, Air, Sea, Warfare HD uh, by Isotope. 244 yeah. Now, it's a pricey game. It's an iPad game. It's pricey. It's twelve ninety nine Australian. Mm. But so far, from what I've played, it plays like classic old Command & Conquer. Yeah, so The interface is good. It's easy the, to control. Uh, the touch works very well. And it's actually quite challenging because to start it off, just to get the feel of the screen, I put it into basic mode, you know, mm. where you just, yeah, yeah. just so you can feel it. Yeah. And even in basic mode, they come at you you know I mean, <laughs> so i sat there going wow this is basic mode that's cool i gotta lift my game up a little bit here um so i do recommend it to have a, a play with if you've got a spare 12.99 kicking around and you like real-time strategy give it a try um i am looking for really good real-time strategy. so if you guys uh, okay callison says settlers works great on the ipad i've been hesitant callison because according i to- bought
1: it on an iphone and i hate it Okay, so, well, I've been, and
0: on the iPad, if you read the reviews for the game, a lot of them complain that it basically stops at level three.
1: Yeah, and it's not a one person no, thing. It's a, it's a lot like of people. a list of them yeah, that say so at level three it stops I've been three, very worried working. about
0: buying it. Um, The other one I'm going to recommend is a a fad game, free app of the day. Um, And just because I started playing it last night and I was kind of giggling to myself at how violent this game was, uh, which is Dawn of the Dead by ByteMark Games. And it's free at the moment. I don't know how long it's going to be free, but it's based on the uh, Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. Uh, so the zombies run at you when when they want to come at you. And nice. you can use your baseball bat or your handgun. And I actually discovered that if you spin your finger around the controller, you can actually literally do a 360-degree baseball bat spin, <laughs> <laughs> which is just awesome fun. All right, mm. So uh, yeah, So, yes, those are my two apps. Josh, what do you got? Uh,
1: well, obviously, my app was going to be... Yeah, I kind of figured that. ...was <laughs> going to be uh, iDos, which is unfortunately... Um, I actually thought Dave was going to make me talk about it during the... Uh, The uh, app section. Um, I actually have another one because I found out from two guys uh, that work with me uh, that have iPads that people aren't aware that the iPad has a microphone inbuilt.
0: Two of them, in fact.
1: Yeah. People are not aware of this. Mm. And I don't know why. Look, I mean, I imagine our chat room being the technophiles that they are, will probably know that. But um, I thought I would also throw in one uh, just for anybody that wants to play with that or to use it every now and then. Uh, there is a program called um, Audio Memo, which is a free one. Or I actually use the iPhone one that Dave suggested mm. quite a few weeks ago, which is uh, iPro Recorder. Yeah. Um, which are great. Um, I just... People apparently are not In aware fact, of this. In
0: fact, the iPad actually has... Um, if you have the Skype app, mm. it Skypes really well, too. You just can't do video Skype, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the iPad actually has a microphone at the top and the bottom of the mm. iPad. This is a lot of people don't know. Their noise cancellation. The sound yeah. is fantastic. Yep, absolutely. So, And also, the other thing a lot of people aren't aware of is the headphone jack isn't just a headphone jack. If you've got the iPhone 4 headphones, the one that actually has the remote control with the volume control and the pause start. Yeah. Plug that in and it works. The yeah. pause start, the volume control, and the built-in microphone.
1: Wow. So you yeah, can plug you those
0: in and Skype with that, and you've got yourself a great little Skyping computer.
1: And for anybody that has the USB connection. And if you have a
0: USB if you have the USB camera kit, apparently the Logitech headphones Uh, Will plug in not only
1: uh, Logitech, any USB based, any USB
0: headphones. You plug them in, the iPad recognizes and will allow you to use the headphones and mic through the USB. Now, it doesn't oh, work with yeah. all USB. And a lot of people have been saying, well, if that works, what about hard drives? What about no, this? No 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 no, 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 no. It doesn't work with everything. However,
1: no. funnily enough, if you are running uh, whatever the jailbreak system is, apparently uh, there is a program which will use hard drives. Oh, I'm so. sure. I'm
0: sure if you jailbreak it, you can do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, so you can use USB headsets and Not that, that, that camera connector kit is amazing. We were shooting, as I say, saying, yep. that photo shoot I've on Thursday, uh, the 12 megapixel uh, Canon 40D. Mm. We shot... 80 odd pictures we just plugged it in while we were at the shoot it just sucked the pictures in and we could we could Dude, actually even better than that
1: them. even better than that is the fact that i love that it will suck uh everything off an iphone as well yes which is just so cool because video included exactly like every time i go to an event now i keep uh the usb thing in my bag i can just take the shot straight on the iphone and then just suck it all down including the movies you take hmm which is really cool. Yeah,
0: very good. Um, yeah. So it's really it was really handy because the, the camera, you know, LCDs on the back of a camera are often too small mm. to really see what you're doing. Yeah. This actually gave us a 10-inch screen to preview the shots on mm. to make sure we had everything we And needed. if you have
1: photo, um, photo editing programs like, say, uh, Photoshop Express, you can then do your editing on the fly.
0: Also, the other thing to note, because this was actually one of the things I wasn't sure of until we went out there and actually did the photo shoot, it actually reads camera raw. So it actually reads the raw format coming off of the Canon 40D. So it's it's a pretty amazing little viewer. The only thing it can't do, which I was really hoping it would, is when you plug it in and all the photos from inside the camera come up, it'd be nice to be able to preview them live without actually having to suck them into the iPad. But it won't let you do that. It won't let you enlarge off the camera so oh. it's obviously not quite a fast enough USB connection but yeah. anyway so there you go there's a few little iPad tips for you
1: <laughs> yep. um, alright well uh, and I have uh, two other ones which are my game section for the week yep. uh, people will remember a couple of weeks ago that I well actually it was less than a month ago so good turnover for these guys because I didn't see them managing to do this but um, uh, Galaxy on Fire was a game for oh, a yeah, couple of weeks ago I saw ago. this yeah yeah and um, Galaxy on Fire 1 was a brilliant game and one of the only problems that people get it was that it was very closed off and very simple. Like um, basically, once you got about 10 missions in, it just became really, really kind of repetitive because all you were doing was flying around trying to find the next mission. And basically, it was just um, uh, what's the term uh, Nathan uses? Uh, Nathan Lawrence. Uh, no, uh, artificial lengthening is right. what you call it, where you basically just throw you constantly having to mm-hmm. add in certain features to get things to work. Um, they have now released a sequel, which I had a bit of a play on this morning. Uh, it's been updated. It has an actual iPad version, which works very well. It's very seamless. Oh, the graphics are much improved, and the uh, system seems to be a lot expanded. Like There's a lot more into the whole mining side of things and so on and so forth, so really, really good. Um, the other one I pulled down uh, was the iPad version, so I'm talking about the iPad version, but I've heard the iPhone version is just as good. In fact, easier to use because you're not trying to right, use right. a 10-inch screen. Um, um, but Modern Combat Two, Black Pegasus. I
0: looked at this this morning. Now, I almost bought I it. I <laughs> hated,
1: I hated the first game. Look, it was really well received, but I hated it because I couldn't get past how American it was. And I mean that bad kind of American rah rah soldier running through Afghanistan,
0: Team America type.
1: Exactly. Stuff. It's just ridiculously. It's sickeningly, um, like uh, soldier. Modern Combat Two. Modern Combat Two. Sorry, the chat room, Black Pegasus. What it was. Um, and yeah, I just I got sick like quarter of the way through it because these soldiers were just annoying, and there was no plot, and there was no feeling or anything in the game. They've expanded that out a little bit, but I'm definitely not giving them any credit for that. The game visually looks amazing, and the control system's really good.
0: I almost bought this this morning. I may yeah. have to double check, go back and double back on that. And there's one more. Now this is one I picked uh, up. Josh's first game was uh, Galaxy on Fire Two. Two
1: yes. Now um, my last game is a game that is not going to suit everyone. I am a huge fan of old school games like Shining Force and uh, turn-based uh, uh, RPG games, uh-huh. um, and uh, anything kind of that is that walking the fine line between RPG and strategy. There is a game out there called uh, West North. West North. This is the name of the game. It has a longer name. Um, West North is a game very cheap at the moment. I think it was like two fifty or a dollar. $20. Um, the game is a uh, very in-depth um, strategy game which is a turn-based combat game. Um, played a little bit of it. So it's turn-based
0: you're talking about like Civilization, right? Kind of more
1: like... Uh, Shining Force is the best thing I can think of. Right. I'll see you later, Snake. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, the... The game itself is, is really well handled, and it seems to have a lot in it. Like There's a lot of depth to it, and apparently it expands a lot when you get into it. But I've been playing the first few levels, and I'm addicted. Like It's, it's very fun. It's very fun, I think everybody, uh, everyone that liked that Shining Force-esque kind of a game, you'll know what I mean if you play it. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is another one, mm-hmm. uh, those kind of games. If you're into that, you should give this a try. It's got
0: right, a lot cool. to it. Um, now, I noticed that in the App Store they released Final Fantasy... I want to say 1 and 2? 1 and right? 2, yes. How That's are good. they? Have you uh, played
1: the revamps are okay, but they've lost something in translation. The fact that they were 8-bit and very simple made them very fun. The graphics increase when you're playing it... Uh, when you're playing it that way is not really that great uh, I never actually said it was an iPad version the second game was the one I said an iPad Galaxy on Fire 2 is just uh, an iPhone game but uh, you can I mis- run misunderstood it on that iPad. as well I thought it was iPad as well oh sorry maybe I miss that but yes no it's just an iPhone game but you can run it on the iPad yeah, it double, looks beautiful it on the iPad, was what I well, meant Well, because if say. the
0: resolution is set for the retina display anyway, it's already at a high resolution, yeah. so In fact, up.
1: people that have number one should update it as well because they did the same retina um, advancement for yeah, the I first game. Yeah, I just got an update for the first yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the old uh, Final, Final Fantasy games don't translate well. You either play them in the original format or don't play them Right, well. fair enough. Yeah. Okay. If you want a Final Fantasy-style game, play Chaos Rings.
0: Chaos Rings. Okay, cool alright is that all your recommendations that's, that's me man that's I'm you done. well then we better get out of here because we're running over
1: wow really over <laughs> yeah
0: really over alright let's say uh, agree or disagree with us or got something to recommend or you got links to send us this week we were just deluged with, with links uh, now remember we can't deluged. always deluged Aren't just remember we can't always get to everybody's links or all emails in a show we will do our best if your links are interesting and fun then better chance of getting on uh, send them to geek tech at geek or drop us a voice mail at 0280113167 if you just have comments that you want to make Um, now you can also remember just to remind you and Geek Betty thank you because Geek Betty made a purchase Uh, cafepress.com.au forward slash geek actually you can actually get Geek Actually product, including a T-shirt that I will be wearing on this show. Hopefully they've shipped it, so hopefully in a couple of weeks, which will actually is, Beware of the robot apocalypse is closer than you think, which I cannot wait to have because <laughs> it needs to be worn. Uh, Facebook fan page, Facebook.com, forward slash Geek Actually, and make sure you do check out our other shows. We do have two other shows. One is Film Actually, which is coming up next on the live feed, and we also have the Geek Actually show or Geek Actually after yeah. show, depending on which way you want to look at it. Hello, come out from behind my phone here. Uh, now, Geek Actually is kind of morphing as we go because it's kind of this unstructured show. It seems to be becoming much more wiki and geeky, and <laughs> we're getting all sorts of links coming in. And we have some good links from Delta Night again this week. So, well, we also have a special guest in this week's after show. Uh, Snake Oz, from our chat room is oh, actually nice. joining us in That's the after awesome. show uh, because he has show and tell for us. And so we, I'm very excited. So we'll do more of that in Geek, actually. I just noticed he left the chat room saying, see you later, guys. He's probably on his way here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, now, uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash geek. Uh, no, not geek, actually, at all. For twitter.com forward slash <laughs> David McVeigh, my name, and Josh, what's that? What's that other thing you do?
1: I do another website called rawdlc.com, which is a... Uh, DLC Live is the name of our website. We are a um, gaming website that basically talks about everything industry-related. We also review games. We have a live show, which goes out Tuesday. Um, again, a special shout-out to everybody that downloaded our show, even though we only got the last 40 minutes because the audio feed failed and I had to pull Don't the you audio... A, I thought
0: you ran the backup on the iPod.
1: Uh, well that 's the thing i don 't run that was all that was running i don 't oh. run audacity i 've now installed audacity and we 'll be double recording just to make sure this doesn 't happen again but yes, we have the last forty minutes, which is our um, review of uh, enslaved, which was really good if anybody wants to go back and check that out and um, I wanted to say a huge shout out to everyone that um, basically uh, spent the time to actually go to the site over the last few days. We had our second biggest day ever yesterday, uh, pulling an over thirteen Hundred page views in one day and uh, we have demolished our month now so uh thanks to everyone that did that we really appreciate Fantastic. it yeah. can i also
0: while we're talking about page views and stuff like that, can i just throw out uh once again i've requested this before but i'm going to just throw it out again one more time if you are uh an international listener in particular um Uh, Particularly the United States, if you do use uh, iTunes, we really need some reviews in iTunes. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. For this show in particular, all the shows across the board, though, if you are a listener and you you pull from iTunes, love to have your reviews. They don't all have to be five stars. We don't ask you to lie or anything. Just reviews in general. Tell us what you think, actually. Beck, look, I actually quite like honest reviews because they help me fix the show. All right? Yeah, so no, I agree. If it's, if it's constructive, then we can use it to help fix the show. If it's something that's just per episode, send us email about it you know, or put it in the comments fields. But about the show in general, put those reviews up on iTunes because we're really trying to get up the ranks. Now, in Australia, we're doing very well. But the United States has like jackal in the reviews field. So we need some more reviews in there. So if you are in the United States and listening to this fine podcast… Please leave us a review. It would be much appreciated. Okay. Uh, John, do you have anything personal you want to plug? Uh, No, nothing. In that uh, case, I think we're going to get out of here because we are running very late. I'm going to say happy Halloween to everybody out there. Uh, It is Halloween tomorrow. Uh, uh, So uh, go out, enjoy yourself. Don't drink too much and stay safe. And Mm -hmm. uh, we will uh, catch you all next week. Um, uh, Wait a minute. minute. Okay, there we go. Okay, we'll catch you all next week. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) guys. see you later.
1: Bye.